Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I can't believe it's almost the end of November when I'm recording this and December is next month. This is basically our last episode for season one, our last full discussion. We'll have one more episode for you next week. But this week, we want to conclude with some tips and tricks, not really tricks, solid tips and things that you can do to manage diabetes and your health through the holidays. Even if you don't have diabetes, these are very practical, useful tips that you can tap into and use to maybe not overeat or not feel so bad about the holidays when it comes to navigating parties and foods and different feelings and different things around the holidays because it's such a it's a wonderful time of year it's a festive time of year but it can also be a really challenging time of year so we hope that that makes it easier for you i also like to call this the pecan pie episode um, joining me for this episode once again is maria monum our head coach who specializes in nutrition and we decided to record this episode over a slice of pecan pie in my dining room. So the background noises sound a little bit different, Um, but it was certainly a lot of fun to record in person and some of the tips that we even use when it comes to holiday dining and planning. So I hope you find this episode helpful and useful. And throughout the month of December, We will be back in mid-February to kick off season two, so watch for that. And if we don't speak to you before then, have a lovely, wonderful rest of the year. And it is this weekend, the UAE National Day. It's the 50th birthday anniversary of the founding of the United Arab Emirates, where we reside. And we are super happy and excited for the UAE and sending much love to all of our Emirati friends and the leaders of the country. Thank you for listening throughout season one, and I can't wait to see what happens in 2022. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. It's been a wonderful season, and if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much for listening. We have a very special episode planned for you today. Today, uh, Maria Molnam, our head coach at Diapoint, is back with me again on the pod, and we are going to talk about how to manage the holidays. Whether you have diabetes or not, people are always concerned about their health, how to manage holiday parties, and this downtime, or sometimes this time of overeating and festivities and, and what to do. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that and leave you with some tips and thoughts and ideas to help you make it through the holidays. So welcome back, Maria. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So let's start with with holidays. And I'm going to be really honest. Um, This morning, we did a little kind of a die point meeting um, in my house. So that's why we're, we're on location outside of my home office. I'm usually recording these in the home office. But I had my big fat American Thanksgiving dinner last week and we have some leftover pumpkin pie and leftover pecan pie. So I thought what better way to use it than to, you know, eat it during a meeting. And I think we'll start right there with 
the holiday dinners. Um, I don't feel bad about eating pumpkin pie and pecan pie in the morning because I know that my body has time to burn it off throughout the day. It's not something that I'm going to go to bed eating a very heavy dinner. It's not something I would eat every day. And I do consider it in the context of my daily calorie and carb intake and everything. Um, but that's, that's what I had for breakfast today. And me too, actually. <laughs> I have, though, been very good. I've been to the gym in the morning. I had a boxing class. So I feel like it's okay. I can have, I can have a little treat. It's not every day, so it's fine. Exactly. It's not every day. I ran the dog um, this morning. We ran about more, a little bit over 30 minutes. I don't know, because he stops a lot, because he's a dog. And that's what they do. But I think this highlights two very important points, is the timing of your meals, if you can control it, and also increased activity during the holidays. We should all really stay active. So I think that's one thing to be mindful of um, during this time. A lot of people what happens is the end of the year, and if you're working or it's the end of the year, so you got to close things out at work. If you have children, it's the end of the year with school ending and a lot of, you know, class parties and preparations for year-end celebrations. It can feel overwhelming to find time for yourself to exercise. And also with travel, now we know that's a little tricky one in these times with COVID, but if you're traveling as well, that can feel a little stressful. And then you may not have enough time to, to, or feel like you have enough time to exercise. Any thoughts, Marie, on how to make more time for exercise during the holidays? Yeah, I think it's important that people, first of all, not see the holiday as an excuse to let go of everything and completely go crazy. Uh, to, to sort of try to, to stay to their routine as much as possible, both from, a, from their diet, but also from, a, from activities. And I think the holiday is a perfect time to, to do things with your family. I mean, you can do things together. You can go out for a walk. You can, I don't know, go for a swim, do whatever, wherever you are. Obviously, here in Dubai, we can still swim. But um, yeah, just to do things together, or if you can, maybe a little yoga. You can do things at home. You can go to the gym just to sort of try to not go crazy. Yeah, that's true. The weather here is pretty amazing, and so it's the perfect time to take advantage of it. Get, if you have kids, get them outside. If you have a dog, get them outside. Or even if you don't have one, go for a walk. Um, when I'm walking, I, sometimes I like to listen to podcasts or books or music that I enjoy um, just to, to make it different. But sometimes not listening and just being in nature and listening to the birds or, or the beach or wherever you're walking is a good thing too. So at this time of year, a lot of us, as things slowly open, might be getting invited to a lot of parties um, or maybe sometimes cocktails and different meetings that ha tend to have a lot of food and drink around them. Maria, what are your thoughts on, on those and how to manage parties? Well, I think that first of all, you have to sort of remember what your what your goals are. First of all, if you, I mean, if you have a, a condition, maybe you're managing, or if it's for weight loss purposes or whatever. Uh, I think a lot of people get quite quite stressed over the the holidays, um, and from a from an eating point of view, I think stick as much as you can to your normal routine. Have, if you want to have treats and stuff, of course, it's, it's holidays. It's, we will always want to have something. But don't, don't go all in. Like, still try to, to stay in control and maybe, you know, have your high-protein breakfast, um, load up on fiber, 
maybe have a healthy afternoon snack. If you are going to parties, maybe try to have something before you go to the party so you're not starving. And, and of course, the, the key for anything, of course, is to never let yourself, uh, don't allow yourself to go so hungry that you ma- make bad choices. That's actually one of my favorite tips. I learned, a friend of mine told me that a few years ago, like, before holiday parties, she would eat something really healthy and filling yeah. that had a lot of fiber. And when I started doing that, I ate so much better at any type of gathering, not even just during the holidays, because usually what would happen, I'd be so hungry when I get there. And then sometimes the only thing that's offered is bad things like a bag of potato chips or crisps or whatever, and, you know, different things like that. And then also if you do drink alcohol, that can stimulate your appetite and you can sometimes lose that sense of how full you are or not. And you might overeat and then tend to eat or maybe not make not, you know, such great food choices. So I've also found that eating something healthy before I go really, really does help. What is that? That could, it depends on what that is for you. It could be a salad. Sometimes I'll make a, like a protein smoothie. I really enjoy smoothies. It could be some yogurts and fruit. It could be anything really, as long as it's, it's, think of it as a, a healthy snack. And then you'll be full and you won't be so tempted by all the other foods that are there. Yeah. And then if you still want to have a treat, like be really mindful and, and take your time to enjoy that treat. Yeah, that's true. Because sometimes we'll see it and it looks so great and we're so busy talking to someone, then we don't even realize what we just ate and we can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Have you heard about the crowding out method? No. So crowding out method is basically that you, instead of thinking about how to, what to not eat, you kind of, you kind of, um, you, you start introducing healthy foods. So you could, for example, start off with like salads or, you know, little appetizers, but healthy stuff. So then by the time you have done eaten all of that, you're not so hungry anymore so that you will go for the bad stuff. So it's like, yeah, you're just crowding out the bad stuff and sort of introducing more of the good stuff. Amazing. I like that. I've never heard of it in that context before. Yeah. That's a great idea. And yeah, don't drink your calories. Yeah, as yeah. Maria just takes yeah. a sip of water. Exactly, uh, water, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Drink, drink a lot of water. Like we mentioned before, you know, there's, there's alcohol and there's many reasons to, to not drink too much of it. Uh, many people listening to this podcast may not drink at all, and that's wonderful. If you do, it, it does have a lot of calories. It can be high in calories. Some people like to space it out with glasses of water in between. Or sparkling water. Sometimes I'll drink sparkling water and, you know, with lemon and ice or something, it just feels fancy. Yeah, that's a good idea. That, that's also really feeling and it's refreshing too. At the same time, if you're tired of just plain water, um, that, that can be another option. But really watch it. And I find that also the way, if I'm drinking wine, to be honest, or grape, as they call it here, I don't think my, my body metabolizes it quite in the same way. I have to drink a lot more water than, than usual to really feel, you know, okay about it. It's just not making me feel so great. So if it affects you in a negative way, think, you know, try to remember what you might feel like the next day. And that might be a deterrent to maybe not participate in as much as you, you usually do maybe, but definitely drink a lot of water. Yeah, and also maybe see the holidays um, sort of as a is a is a one day. It's not a whole month of going 
crazy or indulge. That's that's true. Like, yeah, when it's not the holidays, yeah. we usually eat healthy most of the time, and then maybe one day a week we might have what some people refer to as cheat days, or you might have a dinner that you go to where you're you're eating, you know, something that you wouldn't normally eat, or like as Maria just looked over, you might be coming to a breakfast meeting where you might have a pecan pie. We're not eating pecan pie for breakfast every day. Only time to time when, and I honestly, I only make pecan pie like once a year or when my friend's kids come back home to Dubai because a lot of them are at university now, I'll make them a pecan pie because they can't be here for Thanksgiving because they're not traveling. So I make it and I give it away. <laughs> that, that brings me a lot of joy yeah. to give people food, makes me happy. And I do, I, on recipes, if you're cooking for the holidays, I always at least half, if not more than half the sugar in a recipe. There is no need for one, two cups of sugar in any recipe I find usually. And a lot of people use sugar substitutes like monk fruit or other things that are really good for cooking that are zero calorie or in zero carb. And that will make your dishes much more healthy. If you have diabetes, there's a few things that you can do also to help manage your blood sugars during the holidays. And in addition to some of the eating tips um, and food tips that we gave you, I think it's really important to check your blood sugar more frequently. If you're not checking frequently already or if you're not using a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, because if you're checking, then you'll better know if something you ate maybe had more sugar in it than you expected or you're having high blood sugars and then you'll be able to correct those much more quickly. So please check your blood sugar regularly, if not more than usual if you need to. And, and still consider, you know, portion control a little bit. And, and maybe, you know, um, you can always wait for 20 minutes. So once you had the first serving, for example, you can wait for 20 minutes before you go in for a second helping just to get your, you know, the food to, to go in and stuff. Yeah, make sure that you feel full and that when you feel full that you're still not eating. Yeah, that you stop, exactly. So when you feel full, you stop eat. And, and of course, you can always have you know, leftovers the day after. So it doesn't, it's not your last meal. It's not your last Christmas. It's not your last holiday. So, so you don't have to like, go crazy on that first day. That's oh, true. I think I said crazy about 10 times now. It's okay. That's okay. Help this out. You can say crazy. No. It's a crazy time. Don't lose. Uh, don't lose uh, no, no, no. And... The other thing that you can also do is load, if it's a dinner, load your plate up with vegetables. There's so many mm -hmm. amazing holiday dishes that are plant-based, and you know I'm a big fan of, of plants and eating fruits and vegetables. And I'm not saying you need to become a vegetarian or vegan during the holidays. There is no one-size-fits-all. But we've talked before about the uh, healthy plate and that link, I think, is actually even in the, the podcast notes of the previous episode that Maria and I did, where you can see, and we'll put the link again in these in, in the podcast notes for this episode, but you can see that the majority of that plate are fruits and vegetables. Yes, and also it doesn't have to, don't think about it as, uh, you know, cold vegetables or salads. It can actually be grilled vegetables with a really nice vinaigrette or some sort of dressing or, you know, be creative and... and um, Try new recipes. Exactly. It's a, it's a great time to try new recipes. I do that with a lot of the things that, that I always um, cook. And I have... So last year, I, for example, last year I tried a new recipe for the holidays. And I made a mushroom wellington. 
Wow. Like, a, so instead of a beef wellington, you use mushrooms. Exactly. I personally don't like beef, and I don't really cook it a lot. I don't enjoy it. And I wanted people, when they came to my holiday dinner, to have an option. We had turkey. Turkey is considered a fairly lean meat a lot of the time, but I wanted to experiment with more plant-based options. So I found this beautiful recipe online for a mushroom wellington, and it looked really complicated because it had a lot of steps. It had portobello mushrooms and other mushrooms. It was amazing. I love it. I'll make it for you one day. That sounds delicious. The next podcast we record. Yeah, yeah. And I love mushrooms, so that would be amazing. Oh, okay, okay. So then you must come over for dinner for mushroom wellington. So, so what do you actually eat for 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 Christmas? Are we talking about Christmas here now? For Christmas, yeah, Christmas or Thanksgiving or anything. It's very similar. Usually, it's turkey. I don't cook turkey any other time of year except Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, we did have a little bit of beef because, honestly speaking, my my husband, and my son, they love beef. We eat plant based most of the time, but on special occasions, we have meat from time to time. And you know, my husband is Turkish, so there's a lot of good Turkish kebab to be eaten. <laughs> Um, he's not turning, you know, plant-based anytime soon, but he himself even came home one day a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, we should do more plant-based options. And I'm like, we do a lot of plant-based options because I'm not cooking meat at home, but my holiday dinners are usually turkey. I stuff my turkey. I try not to do everything so carb loaded. There is rice dishes, but for example, the last stuffing that I made, it was with wild rice which is a much, much lower glycemic index mm-hmm. than regular white rice. So you can change a lot of um, ingredients in your recipes and make them healthy. Amazing. Well, we are going to Sweden this Christmas, so we have like a proper smorgasbord with like loads of stuff. So it's going to be interesting oh. to navigate that. What so, are the, like what kind of stuff? Oh, my God. We have like, we have pies. We have like... Um, we don't have turkey, but we would have like a big ham and then we'd have salmon and cold cuts and fish. And it's just a mix of absolutely everything. everything. We've got little sausages and meatballs and you name it. It's Loads so much stuff. stuff. But it's a lot of protein, so that's good. So I don't eat a lot of carbs. Well, okay. I try not to eat a lot of carbs. So yeah, it's going to be really nice. Nice. We'll see how it goes. I've been to Sweden before. The people are absolutely beautiful and I didn't really see anybody that looked unhealthy to me. So. Yeah. My kids are going to have a bit of a shock here because it's going to be so cold. So we have to go winter shopping, like for clothes and stuff now. So it's going to be interesting. Do you find that when you travel or change weather, change, um, of course, when you change time zones, there can be a challenge with blood sugars. Mm-hmm. You'll find your blood sugars might be off. But with cold weather or with anything around travel, do you find other challenges with, with diabetes and blood sugar? So every summer we go to Sweden, so we haven't been to Sweden in the winter. Uh, well, we have, but it was years ago. And uh, every summer her blood sugar becomes really, really good and stable for some reason. And I don't know if it's because she's outside, very, very active. Every day she's outside and they're just playing around in the garden. And her, she, she's having, I mean, we, we hardly feel that we have diabetes. So wow. it's, it's really good. She amazing. always have amazing blood sugars in Sweden. Amazing. That probably is. And the days in Sweden in the summer are quite long. So you're yeah. even more. Especially where we are. We are right up in the north. So it's the daylight that oh, time. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So you're even more active. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, I hope you experience the same this year too. We'll see. Good, good. The other thing, one more thing about eating that I want to mention also, we talked about um, 
you know, planning, eating smaller portions and different things. And during the holidays also, you may not always have control over the timing of your meals because you'll be invited to different events at different times. And for me, I find that if it's going to be early or late, then I kind of tend to change the timing and also the portions of what I'm eating throughout my day before this event or other thing I have to go to. Or if it's like a brunch. If the brunch is so big and I, I feel really full after, I won't definitely won't have lunch. I won't have dinner. And I might have a snack in the evening if I feel hungry. It would be like a healthy snack. Um, and that's what we do for my son as well. And we we also try to we avoid brunches full stop because it's just it goes crazy. And both my husband has uh, diabetes and my daughter, so it's not good for them. So we just uh, try to stick to sort of smaller smaller portions, or yeah, we choose a meal and that's it. Yeah, and if you are going to a brunch or something like that, that's going to be happening over a long time, then. Try to remember the reason why you're there. It's to visit and socialize, be with friends and family. And it's not necessarily about the eating. That's a part of it. But let's say if it goes on for four hours, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be eating nonstop for four hours. Yeah, I think that's a good point to remember why we're there, that we are sort of, these holidays are about being together and joy and peace and all of that. And, and, um, I think a lot of people get really, really stressed over the holidays because it's so much to think about. There's maybe a lot of yeah parties and things, and people just tend to strive for perfection. And then when that when that's not happening, they just get more and more stressed, and then they put themselves in a in a state where they is, is not so enjoyable anymore. And you know, holidays is about to it's meant to be enjoyable for everybody, even for the hosts. Yes, true. It should be. It should be. That's really true. Yeah. And when it, when it comes down to stress, so what are some tips that you have for managing stress for the holidays? I would say just to allow yourself to to take some time out, you know, maybe do some meditation, breathing exercises, go and read a book, like allow yourself to to go away from from the from the stress or from the the event that is making you um yeah, stressed. <laughs> Take, take a yeah. time out. Get take away. time out. Go for a walk. Take a breather. That's my that's my advice. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I know I love, like I said, I love cooking for people and preparing food. But even on the day I was having people over, the dog needed to go for a walk. So I took a break a few hours before and I took him for a walk. And it was kind of good just to get out of the, you know, stress of worrying about the last minute details and, and everything like this. So yeah, don't, don't stop your regular exercise, even if you're not doing it as frequently as you usually might, but still continue to exercise. Yeah. So the mindset is really important that you don't think about, oh, you know, I'm going to have these holidays now and I'm going to go all in and I'm not going to care about anything else. I'm going to eat and have whatever I want. And then you say, you think, oh, you know, in, on the 1st of January, I'm going to start my new life. It doesn't really work like that. It shouldn't be like that. It should be that you just stay in control and have that balance. And yeah. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of you, I think, probably know, listening to this, how many times have you set a New Year's resolution and then you didn't follow through? We've all done it. We all know that the same things that felt challenging or difficult back at the end of November feel kind of the same, if not bigger, in January. And if we ignore them throughout the month of December, 
it doesn't get any easier in January. And then come mid-January, early February, we're kind of feeling let down because the, the resolutions became more difficult. So it's better to have a plan throughout the month of December and set some mini goals for yourself. Also, what you can do that we mentioned also in our um, November challenge, if you set some goals, get an accountability partner, maybe a close friend, could be a family member if that feels comfortable. Um, some people like to put their goals on social media. We're not suggesting you do that because you don't need to declare it to everybody. But just find some accountability to make sure that you get through the month of December in a really healthy way. And maybe find yourself an accountability partner, a friend, or a coach um, if, if that is right for you. If you want to learn more about our coaching services, of course, reach out to us. But first, I would say plan it, listen to some of the tips that we've suggested. They'll all be in the show notes as well. And if you have diabetes, please remember that diabetes does not have a holiday. We all know that um, people living with diabetes or people who love someone that has diabetes, we know it's every day, it's all day, it's 24-7. And if you take care of it, then I don't want to say diabetes will take care of you because even on the days where you do take care of it, sometimes you might find it challenging. But do your best to take care of it and support yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace and love throughout the holidays. And if you do maybe have a day or you go to a holiday event and maybe you don't feel like you managed as well as you would have liked to, don't beat yourself up about it. Tomorrow is another day where you can start fresh. Every day is a fresh day. And I, I don't want anyone beating themselves up because they think that they overate at a party or or, you know, you're not completely defeated for the rest of the year or the rest of the rest of your life. Just just move on. Yeah. And uh, don't forget to take time out if you feel stressed and go for a nap. We didn't talk about sleep. Sleep is important too, right? Sleep is like the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And if it's holidays, every opportunity, <laughs> every opportunity you can, go for a little rest. Yeah, you don't have, if if you got kids, you don't have to do that school run in the yeah. afternoon. Maybe maybe boxes. you take a nap. You know, maybe if you're working, this might sound hokey. If you have an office, close your door and meditate for five minutes. If you attended my webinar for the the Diapoint November challenge that we did, then you'll know in that webinar that I said sleep is actually the most important thing after eating well, taking care of your diabetes and drinking water that we can do for our health. Sleep affects everything. If you're sleeping well, your blood sugars will be better. If you're trying to lose weight, you'll lose weight if you sleep well. I've experienced this myself. If you're sleeping well, you make better choices. You don't feel overwhelmed and you'll feel less stressed. Sleeping is is the key. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Really important. So I think that brings our discussion about tips during the holidays to a close. And again, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast throughout this last season. We really appreciate it. And the podcast will be back in mid-February with new guests, new topics. If there's a topic that you're curious about, please let us know. Reach out to us at info at diapointme.com. And if you need anything or have any questions about anything that we discussed during this podcast, please also reach out to us the same email. And thank you so much, Maria, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I'll see you next year again. Definitely. And safe travels. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. 
Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast where Maria and I discuss some tips and tricks to get through the holidays that are happening throughout the next month. It's a very busy time of year for everyone, and I hope you have a wonderful time with your friends and families. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you don't want to miss a future episode, please go to iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a comment or leave us a review. It helps us to keep doing what we're doing. Or share it on social media or with a friend. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your support.